Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to the beginning of a new season here on Criminalia. This time around, we've got confidence artists in our sights. But before we jump in, let's make sure we're all on the same page about what that is. A con artist is a person who manipulates, cheats, or tricks others by persuading them to believe something that is not true. And that's it. It's as simple as that. The confidence game, which is also known as scam artistry, is one of the oldest tricks in the criminal trade, and it works by exploiting people's trust and weaknesses. Through deception, these hustlers fool you into believing... Well, whatever it might be that they need you to believe to rip you off. The crimes may vary, but con artists have this one thing in common. The power of persuasion to take advantage of people. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how one woman took advantage of Victorian high society with her pricey promises of eternal youth. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. A bottle of magnetic rock dew water of the Sahara sounds pretty intriguing, doesn't it? It could, at the cost of 160 pounds, give, quote, the appearance of increasing youth to persons of considerable antiquity. Goods like this, as well as those with names like Arabian soap and alabaster liquid, were readily available in Victorian London when a woman, calling herself Madame Rachel, opened her salon on Bond Street to peddle luxurious and overpriced beautifying products. Among them were face washes, which included those bottles of magnetic rock dew water, as well as 
something called Armenian liquid, each purportedly used to remove wrinkles. Products including liquid flowers and herbs were for the bath. Complexion preparations included disinfecting powders, and Circassian powder was for hands and nails. Madame Rachel's makeup offerings included products called Indian coal for the eyes and Chinese leaves for the lips and cheeks. She also sold mouthwashes, promising bright, sparkling teeth and fresh breath. She was fully stocked with hair preparations, face creams, soaps, and perfumes. And she was absolutely capitalizing on Victorian women's desire for everlasting beauty. Madame Rachel was born Sarah Rachel Russell sometime in the early 19th century in London's overcrowded East End. She grew up in poverty and sold used clothes and dried fish to make ends meet. She eventually began running a fried fish shop in Clare Market, just off the Strand, which now that's where you're going to find the London School of Economics. She wed an assistant chemist from Manchester, but was widowed not long after their marriage. She married again to a man named Jacob Moses, but was again widowed. There are, though, a few reports that suggest Jacob did not die, but perhaps instead deserted her. She next struck up a relationship with a man named Philip Levinson. The pair did not marry, at least not legally. Rachel did use his surname, though, and the couple went on to have six children. She continued to do odd jobs, dabbling a bit in a lot of things, actually, including fortune-telling around the public houses of Covent Garden. She was known to have helped persuade actresses from Drury Lane's theaters to work in a brothel run by one of her friends, and sometimes her activities landed her in jail. In the early 1850s, Rachel changed her focus and began making and selling hair dye, and her business quickly took off. She opened her own beauty salon in London's upscale Mayfair district on Bond Street in the West End, and she rebranded herself as Madame Rachel. And she became known for wearing lavish robes and for layers of jewels and crystals draped around her neck. The interior of her shop resembled an opulently decorated boudoir with latticed screens, exotic wall hangings, heavy dark crimson drapes, and a bubbling fountain. Her shop attracted a wide and varied clientele, everyone from older men, hoping she could fix their balding heads, to women of all shapes, sizes, and ages seeking some kind of improvement. And all of them, quote, kissled and tussled to pay the fee of the wonderful enchantress who guaranteed to make one beautiful forever. Madame Rachel claimed her cosmetic and toiletry preparations relied on exclusive Moroccan ingredients, such as desert water and liquid dew. And yes, I most certainly air-quoted both of those things. She also claimed to have purchased her ingredients at great expense and had also bought the exclusive rights for their use, meaning, basically, it shouldn't come as a surprise that her offerings were expensive. Many of her elixirs and creams and powders, allegedly from exotic locales, actually contained some pretty frightening ingredients. Many were a cocktail of poisonous chemicals, and among those ingredients she used, her go-tos included prussic acid, which is also known as cyanide, which is a lethal toxin, lead carbonate, also known as white lead, and also one of the most toxic lead compounds, and a poison we can't seem to escape here on Criminalia since it became a major character in our first season, arsenic. 
Arsenic had been a popular ingredient in cosmetics for centuries. Despite its known toxicity, arsenic could, with long-term exposure in small amounts, be relied upon to cause vitiligo, a condition where skin loses its pigment. But Rachel claimed that her products were free from, quote, deadly leads and other injurious matters, and maintained that the items she sold were the, quote, purest, rarest, and most fragrant productions. She also guaranteed her clients that they would see, quote, miraculous transformations in the appearance and texture of their skin, and that they would receive everlasting beauty if they continued to use them in their daily routine. But that was all a lie. Her offerings were really just all bunk. Beauty products during the Victorian era were aimed at helping women achieve as pale a complexion as possible, hence the arsenic. Translucent? Perfect. Pale skin meant that a woman didn't have to work outside, and that then that meant she was of high status. There were basically two main beauty styles at play during this time. A very natural look, which implied a woman was of, quote, good morals. And then there was this fascinating painted look called enameling, which was not subtle and definitely the more provocative option. But it was still acceptable to most people. Women who chose this painted look used white paints and enamels on their faces and often on their arms as well. Because of the ingredients used in these products, these women were instructed to avoid smiling because showing any emotion could and probably would cause it to crack, ruining the illusion. (laughs) It's a big wrinkle. (laughs) But cracks were not the only problem with enameling. Because the ingredients were frequently corrosive to the skin, women would then have to use them frequently to cover the ongoing skin damage. It was a vicious cycle. Without regulations on cosmetics or beauty products and procedures, there was no deterrent against using toxic ingredients. For many women at this time, these toxic products were part of daily life. Atlas Obscura described it this way, quote, glass and tin bottles hide snug in a case waiting for a woman's daily ritual. She reaches for a bottle of ammonia and washes it over her face, careful to replace the delicate glass stopper. Next, she dips her fingertips into the creams and powders of her toilet table, gravitating toward a bright white paint filled with lead, which she delicately paints over her features. Elixirs aside, Rachel's trademark service was enameling. Enameling painted perfect porcelain-looking skin on anyone, and it was a stark contrast to the natural look. The process involved applying a layer of white paste, which was actually more like a paint, to the face and neck to fill creases and wrinkles and leave a smooth and more youthful appearance. Among the women who chose the painted look, some would also choose to have veins painted onto their skin using blue-tinted liquids and a fine paintbrush all in an effort to make their skin look even more translucent. A professional enameler, as Rachel claimed to be, would first remove any hair, dirt, or imperfections from the client's face before she then doused that face with an alkaline wash, which didn't lighten the skin, really. It more burned the skin. Her claim, though, was, according to an 1868 book detailing her life and her trial, Yes, that's a spoiler, but surely you saw it coming. Quote, The use of the Arabian baths, composed of pure extracts of the liquid of flowers, choice and rare herbs, and other preparations, 
were equally harmless and efficacious. Then she would smooth on a layer of white paint. She promised the process would make her clients, quote, beautiful forever, and claimed enameling would last for days, even weeks. That is, if you didn't wash or move your face. She charged sky-high prices, but her process delivered on none of her promises. We are going to take a break here for a word from our sponsor. Don't move your face while we're gone. We'll be right back. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash that's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. 
For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. So now, let's talk about how Queen Victoria played a role in Madame Rachel's con game. So in this character that she had created, Madame Rachel capitalized on female, mostly female, insecurity. And she really had a knack for it. Part of what made Rachel scam a success was that she gave her products those exotic-sounding names, and she described them as foreign and rare. This problematic idea of exoticism was all the rage in Victorian England, and it threaded through everything from literature to fashion. So Rachel was really playing into the hottest trend of the day. The product, Magnetic Rock Dew Water of the Sahara, was, for instance, described by Rachel as, quote, brought to Morocco on swift dromedaries. She also began advertising in newspapers, women's magazines, journals, and theatrical publications, including popular newspapers like The Court Journal, The Morning Chronicle, and The Times. One advertisement, for example, appeared in the Morning Post on March 3, 1859, and stated, quote, Madame Rachel's Blanchinetta and Arab Bloom Powder can only be obtained at Madame Rachel's residence. All preparations, notwithstanding there may bear Madame Rachel's name and labels, if obtained elsewhere than at the above address, are spurious and decidedly injurious. Eventually, though, it would become known that Rachel's products were, in fact, spurious, and that she was peddling false hopes. But before anyone realized that, just two months after that ad appeared, Madame Rachel was a success. By May, she was supplying her products to some of Europe's most elite, or that's at least what she claimed she was doing. And she began to allege Queen Victoria herself bought her unique items. She called herself the purveyor of cosmetics to Her Majesty the Queen and promised her clients that she would make them beautiful forever. Now my favorite slogan. (laughs) So that slogan does come up a lot here when we're talking about her, but it was not only in her marketing campaign. It was also the title of a beauty book she penned, and it also hung on a sign above her salon's entrance. But there was a problem with calling herself the purveyor of cosmetics to Her Majesty the Queen. Queen Victoria found beauty products to be in distaste. Victorian women who wanted to achieve a bright and smooth complexion, skin without blemish, and a rosy glow had to do so secretly. And that's because Queen Victoria had declared cosmetics to be vulgar and impolite, and considered them fit only for theater performers or for sex workers. A natural face, free from blemishes, freckles, or any other marks, was the beauty standard during her reign. There's an interesting thing happening in Victorian culture at this time. This anti-cosmetic campaign dovetailed with something called physiognomy. It's a pseudoscience that was then popularly practiced. 
The theory here was that your outer beauty reflected your inner beauty, and it was based on associating personal characteristics and traits with your physical appearance. And it was especially applied to elements of a person's face. So the meaning here is that a Victorian woman's beauty was considered to be a reflection of her temperament, her morality, her lifestyle, and even her state of mind. But this whole thing also spilled into popular media at the time. A Mrs. S.D. Powers, a trusted beauty expert of the time, wrote columns for Harper's Bazaar, and they became so popular they were republished as an anthology called, unfortunately, The Ugly Girl Papers. It celebrated subtlety in makeup and included careful reminders to be sparse with powder and rouge. The anti-makeup stance meant the only socially acceptable way to alter your appearance was, well, it was just a bit tricky. Cold cream was by far the most popular skincare product among Victorian women, and it was easily made at home from oil, water, and wax. The rich emollient cleansed and protected skin, but it couldn't darken brows or redden your lips. Many women secretly concocted their own cosmetics. Even something as simple as strawberry or beetroot juice could help add a healthy blush when rubbed on the apples of one's cheeks. Others relied on a pinch of the cheeks and a bite of the lips to enhance their color. Most middle and upper class women enhance their appearance, but always in the most subtle and natural ways as possible. But there weren't a lot of do-it-yourself options. So when Madame Rachel opened up shop, Victorian women, especially society ladies, couldn't queue up fast enough. However, to be seen wearing or buying cosmetics was guaranteed to tarnish a Victorian woman's reputation. And let's not forget that the gossip following such an outing would have been devastating. But even with risk, women did use cosmetics. They just had to use it carefully and covertly. Beauty on the down low. So many of Rachel's clients who visited her for various beauty treatments and procedures often arrived by carriage and under a veil for privacy when going to private appointments and consultations. So yes, Rachel was bilking the members of London's upper class through sales at her salon, but she didn't solely depend on conning rich women and balding men into buying dubious products and procedures, though. She had a few more cards up her sleeve. But before we talk about that, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. We're going to get into more about how Rachel added different types of cons to her beautiful forever campaign when we return. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. It didn't take Rachel long to expand her con into a few different yet related scams. Let's get into how she grew her clientele from high society women to just about everyone and then conned them all. Rachel realized she didn't actually have to sell anything to make money off her clients. She dabbled in blackmail, bullying, and general quackery. And according to author Charles Kingston, she also, quote, relied principally on her knowledge of the weaknesses of her sex and those would-be clients whose financial position obviously precluded them from adding to her profits she skillfully used to advertise her merits. So basically, she just started to take advantage of anyone from any social class. Because the majority of women who visited her shop were wealthy and feared that those visits to her shop would create a scandal if they were found out, Rachel found it really easy to run financial cons on them. According to court transcripts, she also regularly blackmailed women who couldn't pay up front, offering them credit at her shop and then later extorting them and pawning whatever she could get from them. Jewels were a favorite. Some former clients levied suits of malpractice and intimidation against her. Some women accused her of providing abortion-inducing elixirs. Others accused her of running a brothel above her shop. 
We can't verify either of the latter, but we do know she was prosecuted twice for fraud, once in 1868 and again in 1878. From court records of her trials, we have a really good idea of what a money-making scheme of hers looked like. She would keep quiet about who visited her shop. But if you wanted that secret kept, then there was a fee. And she started to fleece her customers out of both their money and their property, brazenly assuming her clients wouldn't call attention to the scam because it would publicly expose their visits to her salon. One of Rachel's regular clients and grifts, the widow Mary Tucker Borodale, first visited the salon in May or June of 1864 to purchase some cosmetics. Mary, understanding from Rachel that her products were a beauty routine to be practiced over time, became really diligent about those visits. And then, at one appointment, after the two women had gotten to know each other a little better, Rachel gave Mary her book, that 24-page piece titled Beautiful Forever. And in that book, she explained her beauty philosophy, and she offered tips on how to achieve eternal beauty. And it was also at this fated appointment that Madame Rachel suggested Mary book an appointment to become, quote, beautiful forever. This procedure, she warned, would be expensive. The cost for everlasting beauty was 1,000 pounds. Mary, perhaps not surprisingly, hesitated. Unwavering in her con, though, Rachel let Mary in on a secret, that a nobleman, Lord Ranella, was interested in her and wanted to propose marriage. She actually organized a brief meeting between the two people to prove it. Eventually, though, Mary realized that she had been scammed out of her life savings, and in retribution, she decided that the public scorn she would receive was worth it to expose Madame Rachel for the fraud that she was. Mary filed suit in an attempt to retrieve her lost property, which she estimated was between 4,000 to 5,000 pounds. Rachel was arrested and charged with using, quote, false and fraudulent pretenses to obtain a large amount of money and property. Her three-day trial began in August of 1868 and was of enormous interest to the public. And it also generated fear among her clients that they would be exposed during testimony. According to the Card of Times, quote, each day the court has been crowded with listeners expecting to catch a glimpse of aristocratic depravity or middle-class folly. Those two qualities were demonstrated through Mary's testimony. And here we're quoting Mary as transcribed in court records. I think the book mentioned something about the sum of 1,000 guineas being required before a lady could be made beautiful forever. I understood from her that it was necessary I should be made beautiful forever before I was married to the rich and good man she had introduced me to, and who, of course, I understood was Lord Renelon. I did not know how the process of enameling or beautifying was to continue. I did take more than a hundred baths by her direction. She always said that I must do as she told me. Lord Ranelagh's testimony was also key in the trial. He stated that he knew nothing of Rachel's con and maintained that he did not know Mary and that he'd never had any intentions of marrying her. He also maintained that while he had been to Madame Rachel's shop, he'd only given his card when Madame Rachel introduced him to Mary. He stated under oath, quote, My name is Thomas Heron-Jones. I have been frequently at Madame Rachel's shop. 
I never authorized her to use my name in any way as representing a desire or intention on my part to marry Mrs. Borodeo. I never authorized Madam Rachel or any person to request the loan of £10 from her. I made no representation on the subject of jewels, nothing of the kind. I never desired that I should be considered to pass by the name of William or Edward, as is implied. I am very anxious to see the letter stated to bear my cipher. I had no paper with my arms upon it. If I have any paper, it is with the direction of the street and my monogram. I have a monogram with two R's reversed and the coronet. And if I had been in the habit of writing to Mrs. Borodale or Madame Rachel, they would have known the correct one. The jury deliberated for more than four hours, but were unable to reach a verdict. Rachel was given a second trial, and this time she was found guilty, and after just 15 minutes. She was sentenced to five years of penal servitude, which is imprisonment with hard labor. She served nine months at the Millbank prison before being transferred to Brixton, where she served the remainder of her sentence. Rachel was released in 1872, and once again a free woman, she resumed her career as a con artist. Just six years later, in 1878, she was arrested and tried for, quote, unlawfully obtaining from Cecilia Maria Pierce two necklaces and other articles by false pretenses. She was sentenced to five years imprisonment and this time served her sentence at Woking Prison. It was reported that during the trial, Rachel appeared, quote, weak and ill. And when she entered prison on July 15th that year, the prison medical staff noted that she was, quote, indifferent in health. Four days later, she was taken to the hospital and diagnosed with catarrh, which is the inflammation of the mucous membranes of your nose and throat. Rachel's health continued to decline, and she began to suffer from other health conditions including rheumatism, heart disease, and edema, before she died in prison on October 12, 1880, leaving many of her clients without recourse and all of her clients to age naturally. Of her death, the Illustrated Police News reported, quote, Madam Rachel died at 5.30 on Tuesday morning. She did not complain. On the contrary, she expressed herself grateful for the attention she had received. Eliza Thomas, one of the prison matrons, said that the deceased died in her presence after a serious illness of several weeks' duration. The coroner summed up the evidence and the jury returned a verdict that the deceased died by the visitation of God from dropsy. Today, we know dropsy is edema. Rachel was buried in the Willesden Jewish Cemetery, coincidentally the same cemetery where Sir George Lewis, first baronet, the man instrumental in prosecuting the case against her in 1868 was also buried. So we have a brand new section in our brand new season for our brand new cocktails and mocktails. Yes, indeed. So this season we're calling it Scam Sauce. Which I love. I love. I love. <laughs> Rachel's story gave me a number of thoughts on cocktails and mocktails. But what I ended up with is something that I call spurious and injurious. I love that, and I'm glad it's not beautiful forever. <laughs> it's not beautiful forever. It's not. That slogan's gonna haunt me. <laughs> I absolutely felt like I had to make a cocktail with gin, because England and gin have a history. A <laughs> hundred years prior to the events we're talking about today, 
gin was such a problem in terms of just people having issues of alcoholism in England and society in some ways grinding to a halt that they actually had to create legislation around it to try to like fix the problem, which they did in many ways, although by the 1800s, things were back on with gin, but not quite as bad as they had been before. But it remained, I mean, right, you've heard of London dry gin. Of course, yeah. Style of gin, very popular. And so gin continued to be very, very popular during this time. So I thought we had to do a gin cocktail. I also kept thinking about women making their own cosmetics using strawberries or beets. And so Mm -hmm. this one has strawberries. I know I've done beet before. You have, yeah. I don't know if people loved it or not, but everybody loves strawberries. I know not everybody loves strawberries, but strawberries, delicious. So there are a couple options here. I started with one rounded bar spoon of strawberry jam that was homemade by my dear, dear friend. If you don't have a Kristen to make you strawberry jam, that's fine. You can buy jam or preserves or if you have your own. You're going to put that in right in your glass. I used a rocks glass. And then three to four dashes of Angostura bitters. Mm. And like a scant bar spoon of water. That's just to help combine everything and get your your liquids going. You are going to muddle that until it's all dissolved and pretty smooth. If it's a homemade jam in particular, you're going to have some bits of strawberry in there. That's fine. If that grosses you out, you have two options. Because <laughs> some people don't like for there yeah. to be debris in their in their drinks, which I get. You have two options. You can either strain that through a strainer to get all of it out. Or if you want to just sidestep using fresh fruit or fruit preserves, because you could also do this with a fresh strawberry, but you could also use a strawberry syrup. That's fine. But I really think jam gives it like a specific flavor that I love. Your jam, your water, your bitters, you're going to muddle, and then you're going to add an ounce and a half of gin and you're going to stir it all together. This at this point is kind of a variation on how you would make an old fashioned. But I, that's too much straight gin for me. You can make a gin old-fashioned, but that's just a little much. At this point, you stir it in so you combine the gin with that yummy strawberry syrup you've essentially made. And then you're going to fill your glass with ice and top it with ginger ale and garnish it with a fresh strawberry. And it's this pretty pink color, like you would want your cheeks to be after you pinch them, perhaps or scandalously applied rouge. And then, <laughs> and then it is just this delicious, bright, very soft sip. Now, I will say, I tried a version of this with ginger beer. Oh, really? It's a little too slap you in the face mm. for me. But I could see for some people that being the preferred approach. So that's an option. You can switch it out for ginger beer instead of ginger ale. I just thought ginger ale made it this like very fresh, a little softer, very delicious. If you want to do a mocktail version of this, it's easy. All you got to do is skip the gin and just do the strawberry and the Angostura bitters if you are not opposed to using them because they do have slight alcohol content. And then your ginger ale, and it's absolutely nummy nummies. That's like a great drink you could drink all day long while you're working and you feel like it's delicious and you're having a fancy thing that has been made, but you are not getting intoxicated. So that is the spurious and injurious, which is... Neither of those things, unless you drink too much of it, please drink responsibly, always. But it is very delicious, and this might make your cheeks blushy if you have a little bit. I don't know. Some of us get the alcohol flush, some do not. If you have it, I hope it's delicious and makes you feel 
beautiful forever. (laughs) (laughs) One last hour. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Thank you for spending time with us this weekend with Madam Rachel and her concoctions. We will be right back here again next week with another scam artist and more scam sauce. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote live nation presents concert week now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.